This is Counsel for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Welcome back to Counsel for Life. My name is Beth Broom and I'm here with my good friend Eliza Huey. And we are really excited to talk today a little bit about our own stories of how we got into the field of counseling and what the Lord did in our hearts to lead us into this arena. So everybody has a story. Every counselor is is going to be able to share with you, here's what made me want to become a counselor. Here's some things that happened in my life. And often for a lot of us, it has to do with our own personal work. Um, I don't know if that's true for you, Eliza. It definitely is for me. But um, we're going we're gonna to just chat today about that. We want you guys to be able to get to know us a little bit and know where we're coming from and what sparks our hearts Uh, what gets us excited about this field of counseling. So Eliza, I'd love for you to go first, share with us how you ended up in the world of counseling and what that means for you. Yeah, no problem. Hello, everyone. And good morning, Beth. It's great to see you. Um, And I think the last time we talked, I asked you if you were drinking coffee. Are you a coffee drinker? You are, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a coffee drinker at all. I, and this is not at all my story. This is not about (laughs) what you asked. Side tangent. But um, yeah, but I have my tea here just in case, like for the voice, you know, to make okay. sure that nothing happens there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, my husband is an avid coffee drinker, but I always say I was born naturally caffeinated, so I uh. do not need any more, but <laughs> got my tea here, ready to share my story with you all. And that is such a good question. Like, I don't know about you, but I actually get asked it often. I'm guessing you do too. Yeah. Um, and people just want to know, and it's not just people who are in the counseling world who want to know, like people, my counselees want to know, or people who are, you know, who, who meet me and are like, well, how'd you get into that? And really my story is like, I, I did not have the, when I grow up, I want to be a counselor kind of dream. Like, and to be honest, I don't even think I knew of that category when I was like younger. I wanted to be an elementary school teacher and a mom. And like, that was my, that was my direction, my interests and so forth. And I ended up becoming a mom. Well, I got married and then three years later we had our first child, but I got married pretty young. And so, you know, that, that really, I got married at 19. How old were you when you got married, Beth? I was 21. I was also pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, here I'm still a teenager and I'm married and I, and so a lot of my plans changed pretty quickly. And so I ended up kind of going that route, but still always really enjoyed like thinking about being a teacher. And so ended up homeschooling my children and still counseling never entered the category of um, what I want to do. But so it wasn't until, oh my goodness, probably it's been many years now, but I went through the need for counseling myself. And so just through various things, through lots of major transitions in my life and some very difficult, hard um, challenges, which maybe we'll talk about in the future on this podcast, who knows, but um, ended up seeking counseling. Both me and my husband sought out counseling and had a great experience with a biblical counselor. And it was the first introduction I had to, first of all, counseling, but then biblical counseling. And I didn't really know what it was, to be completely honest. I didn't know it was a category. I didn't know it was a thing. But um, as we went through counseling, and that was just really beneficial for us, my counselor actually approached me and suggested that I, 
I maybe get some training that um, this could be an area where God could use me and sent me to, and me and my husband both gave us uh, tickets to the CCEF conference. So for anybody who doesn't know what CCEF is, it's the Christian Counseling Educational Foundation, and they are up in Pennsylvania and we lived in Maryland. And so at the time the conference was happening in Pennsylvania. So we just drove up there. And honestly, we didn't even know what the conference was. We thought it was like for people who needed counseling. So we go there and we're like, oh, the, all of these people, it was so full. It was a huge conference, probably several thousand people there. And we thought all of these people need counseling. I feel so less alone. Like, but then we quickly realized like all of these people are training to bring care and counsel to other people. And so it was kind of a switch moment. And that really started my um, education really in counseling was through CCEF. And I ended up going through all of their certificates, at least what they had at the time. I know they've added since then, because that was like a hundred years ago, but (laughs) went through all of their certificate training and started counseling at the very place that I first got counsel. And then from there, so I, I worked there for about 12 years. And um, during that time, one of the things that I realized was that while I greatly esteem the education that I got through CCEF, excellent. I recommend it to anybody still today. What I did find was that there were some holes. And I think that that's pretty understandable because you can't focus on everything in every program that you have, but there were some holes that I felt needed to be filled. And I didn't feel like I could bring the full scope of counseling without getting more education. So at that point, I went back to school, got my master's in counseling and still wasn't sure at that time if I would get, um, get a license. So my education, the program, the way it's set up, which many are, is that you can go through the program and you can decide at the end if you want to go for licensure or not. And so at that point I hadn't decided, but by the time I graduated, what I realized is as a leader in the world of Christian counseling, I was at this point, um, the assistant director of that counseling ministry that I once was in the counseling chair for. And I just realized like, there are just some places that I'm never going to be able to break into unless I have more credential, more training, more specific acknowledgement of, of what I can bring to the table. And um, so I went ahead and got a license. So I'm a licensed clinical professional counselor, as well as biblical counselor. And that really did open up avenues of um, opportunity for me. It also invited, it got me invitations to situations, tables, rooms, whatever you want to say that I would have never been invited to before. And so that's been very helpful for me, but it's also been very helpful for other counselors who I supervise or who I mentor or who are just my colleagues and friends um, to be able to, to bring some of that understanding in a more clear and, and firsthand kind of way. Um, but it's also been really helpful for my counselees. So people who are coming into the counseling room, which I'm sure Beth, I'm guessing you probably have this as well. People come in oftentimes with a diagnosis or on medication or struggling because 
people are talking to them about those things and just having so much more of a, um, a firmer grasp on understanding that through a biblical lens has been really helpful for not just my counselees, but the Christian world, like where I serve in my church and um, in just other ministries that I'm sure you're probably the same, getting invited to kind of help educate and um, bring clarity to certain things that churches and ministries are dealing with. And we have that kind of full orbed perspective. So that's how I got to where I where I am today. And as many of you know, I think we shared the last time I am the director of counseling at McLean Bible Church in the Washington DC metro area. And I have a private practice as well, where I see people um, for individual counseling. So that's my story. Is that pretty much what you wanted that's, to hear? Is that that's wonderful? One, one more question I want to ask you. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about it. What do you love yeah. the most? I know that's yeah. probably a hard question. You could, you could answer. I mean, it, it isn't, it isn't like I, it came to my mind immediately. As soon as you asked that, like what I love the most is why I like cling to the title of I'm a biblical counselor. Um, even though I have a license and even though I have specific training with other letters attached to it, that isn't anything to me. What I love the most is being able to be up close and personal in seeing God change lives. And, and in some ways, you know, like, and I get to be a part of it, but that's not even the thing I love the most. Like, I love just being able to see it up close and personal and just a little side story. I was, I've been walking with this couple and, and when they first came to see me, like there was nothing but divorce that was being talked about and just brokenness and a lot of, a lot of legitimate reason for talking about divorce, you know, as far as even just biblical, you know, and the brokenness and the pain and the hurt and um, the blindness in many ways, and just being able to pray with them and bring truth to that situation and point them to a community of believers who would surround them as well as give them you know, resources that are going to keep them on track. I met with them again um, recently and, and obviously, you know, this has been they're They're still in the season, but they're further along than when they first came to see me and just seeing and hearing how God has worked in their life and how in the midst of this trying time in their marriage, yes, you can focus on the marriage and yes, you can focus on your spouse, but ultimately if you don't focus on the Lord, none of that is going to matter. And just seeing how that wisdom and that direction that they've grabbed onto has transformed them. Like, and I even told them that when they were in the room, I'm like, you look different. Like you just, you know, and just seeing the spirit work is my most favorite thing. And I get to it, it, like, I, this is my job. Like I get to do this. So definitely easy answer for me to come up with. That's amazing. That's my favorite. Yeah. Oh man, I feel the same way. It's that front row seat to yeah. transformation and sanctification and what, what a gift it is. And it's, I, I do have people that ask me, oh, how do you, how do you sit with so much suffering? Like, how do you, how are you able to, why would you want to even, I've had people ask me that question. Why would you want to hear people's really tough stories and like dig down into that with people and well, first of all, I feel more endeared to a person who's willing and able to be vulnerable in that way with me. I feel so endeared. I feel so near to somebody who can do that. But then also it's just, yeah, we, without that, the, without the darkness, the light 
doesn't seem so beautiful. I mean, like we get to see the beauty of the light entering into darkness Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful. It's so wonderful. And not everyone's meant to do it. Not everyone's wired to do this for a living. Obviously my husband and I joke about, he's an accountant. And so he jokes about, he'll say things to me. Why do you want to, I can't believe you want to do that. That seems so hard. I'm like, I can't believe you want to do numbers all day. Right? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Exactly. Praise God. And he's wired everyone differently. Everybody has different gifts and skills. (laughs) So, well, in light of that, I mean, I would, I I would love to hear your story. I know, um, you know, these are short little episodes, but I think we have enough time. If you want to just share, like, how, how about you? What's your story into the counseling world? Yeah. Well, I grew up in a Christian home and felt called to ministry the summer before my senior year of high school was, had a really strong uh, sense from the Lord that I was, I was going to be in full-time ministry, but I didn't have a framework really aside from children's ministry of what that would look like. And so uh, I had in my head decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get a bachelor's degree in education and um, elementary education was my degree in my undergrad. And so I, that was what I chose thinking, okay, eventually maybe I'll go to seminary and I'll get, and I'll be a children's minister, a children's director at a church, because that was really the only thing I thought I would do as a woman who feels called to ministry. Um, But very quickly, and I'll try to be brief with this. I'm sure I'll share more about it later, but my senior year of high school, uh, I was sexually assaulted and it really rocked my world. It changed everything about just having to look at my life through the lens of suffering in a way I never had before. And even try to apply what I knew to be true about the gospel. I mean, I've been a believer since I was nine, but Mm. suffering just brings a whole new level, right. Of having to, having to wrestle with the doubt and the fear and the, Mm. Uh, you know, is how is, how is God good in the middle of this? And so there was a lot of wrestle there for me. And so I like to tell people that my career in counseling began at age 19, uh, even though I had no training. And the reason is because I was, uh, I I used to sing, I don't sing anymore. Please don't ask me to sing in public, but (laughs) I used to sing um, on a worship team. And we actually were um, doing the leading the worship at a camp, a, a youth camp when I was 19. And, uh, I shared my testimony in front of some middle school kids, uh, at one afternoon. And then that evening during worship, I was up behind a microphone, a part of the worship team. And I opened my eyes at the end of the song and there was a line of kids just lined up down the aisle waiting. And my brother was leading and he just looked over at me and he just said, go like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Go ahead. Uh, and so I just went outside and sat in the grass and one by one middle school kids just sat down with me and shared their stories. Wow. And that began my ministry. Like I, I can't explain it, but there was something so beautiful in that moment. First of all, it, it did a couple things for me. One, it launched me into, I got to learn some stuff because the stories I heard, the things that kids were sharing were so hard and so difficult. And some of them shared stories of abuse themselves. And, and I didn't know, I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know, but all, so all I could think to do in that moment was to cry with them and pray with them and tell them that they needed somebody in their hometown, somebody they trusted that they could tell the same story to so that they could get ongoing help because I felt so helpless. Like I'm never going to talk to you again. Right. And, and, and then I left that moment thinking I've got to get some training. Like I've got to learn how to, 
how to sit with people. Cause this is huge. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know what's happening, but I need to learn. And so I just began to devour everything that I could find. Um, I started with some things from Dan Allender and Larry Crabb. Love those guys. And I then began to learn about some guys at CCEF, mm-hmm. some Ed Welch, some Paul David Tripp, some David Pallison, these, these guys that I began to learn from, Elise Fitzpatrick. So it's just some, some people that I began to latch onto to want to learn and grow. So I was devouring everything that I could find um, and trying to do some of my own healing in that process. And then I was, so I was teaching school. I taught elementary school for seven years and my husband and I decided at one point, okay, I just need to just pull the trigger and get a degree, a master's. And so I went to school and I, um, I actually, my master's degree is from Liberty university. I chose Liberty because of some of the guys that were on staff there, um, that were Christian counselors and trying to make sense through a, a Christian worldview of psychological things. So, um, met some guys there that were awesome and did my degree. And then when I finished my degree, kind of like you, Eliza, I thought, "Mm, I don't really think I want to be licensed. I don't need to do that. By the time I finished my degree, I was already working in a church, which was a providential thing. But the church that I'm still at currently, the Village Church Denton, I actually got a job there working 10 hours a week, answering phones (laughs) just to help pay the bills while I was finishing my degree. And I uh, just slowly that, that position morphed into a ministerial a care ministry kind of a, a thing. But so I already worked at a church. I didn't really think I needed a license. It was my husband who said, I think you should get your license because you just never know how that might be useful. So I began the work of licensure, which was not my favorite thing, except that I loved the supervision component. I mm-hmm. had the unique privilege of being supervised by John Henderson. And so um, if you know who, if you don't know who John Henderson is, he's kind of one of our icons in the biblical counseling world Mm -hmm. and has written a lot and, and shepherded a lot of counselors into wellness uh, in their, in the field of counseling. And so I got to be supervised by him and that was wonderful. And I was just grateful. I'm really glad I did it because then lo and behold, the Lord brought my way the, the opportunity to do some private practice counseling and, and I love it. But But after I finished my degree at Liberty, I began to do some work, more work, deeper work in what is biblical counseling and really began to dive into some of the resources from CCEF and various other places and and loved it all because my my deepest desire is that people would come to know and love Jesus in really deeper and more free ways. And I wanted that to be an integral part of my counseling practice and my ministry. And so I've had to do a lot of wrestling, a lot of thinking, you know, when you, when you come across things like feminist counseling, what do I do with that? What do I do with, you know, this gen, the gender identity stuff? What do I do with, you know, there's lots of things that I need to, I've had to, and still need to grapple with mm-hmm. related to the field of mental health, but it's good work. It's really good work. It's just like the work that I, it's very similar at least to the work that I had to do when I was 18 years old with who is this God who loves me so deeply. And yet this horrible thing has happened that rocked mm-hmm. my world. What do I do with that? And if we can lean into that work, which leads into what I love about what I do, if we can lean into the doubt, if we can lean into the fear, lean into even the anger that we so often feel and gets um, directed at the Lord because he is sovereign. He is the God of the universe. And we believe that if we can lean into those questions, 
and do the work, we will come out on the other side more in love with Jesus. That is my hope for people. And so I want to give, I love to give my clients permission to feel what they feel and say what they say. And just like David and Jeremiah and all Elijah and these guys in the Bible who said what hurt in front of the Lord, and we're able to do that work. If we can do that with people, we get to watch that transformation happen. And it transforms me too. I mean, like, I don't think it's selfish to say I get to be, I get to be, um, overcome with light as well. When I watch my clients be overcome with the light of the gospel, I get to I get to be in that too. So there is, there's great reward for me in my own growth and sanctification towards the Lord as I move towards other people. So man, it is wonderful. And I'm like you, it's like, I can't believe I get to do this for a living. I know teaching school, but man, I was a public school teacher and I was constantly looking for ways to talk about the Lord in the middle of our math lesson. And it was just hard (laughs) in a different way. So I love that. I get to just, I get to talk about the Lord with people. I get to talk about the way the Lord, the gospel is being laid on top of their suffering um, in a way that is meant to bring life and joy. So, man. I love that. Yeah. It's so fun. That's so great. So one question that I have before we kind of wrap up for, um, for today, based on your story, like one of the things that caught my attention early on in what you were sharing, and you kind of brought it up again, just a second ago, is just that whole picture of like feeling like you were called to ministry and maybe and probably this is another podcast, but <laughs> just real quick, like just recognizing like when you felt that, but on the other hand, it was like a woman called to ministry and really kind of the only category you had for that was um, like children's ministry or something. And so I love the fact that you shared that because I think that can often be something that for the women who are listening like that, that can sometimes feel like, where can I serve? What can I do? And that's something that I think women do wrestle with. And I, and I think actually the church is wrestling with a little bit more mm-hmm. is like, how do we use the sisters in Christ? So I just, I just want to say, I appreciated you saying that because I think that that speaks to a topic that maybe we'll talk more about. Yeah, that's great. Well, and even, even the concept of, you know, when, when people ask me about getting into ministry, often there are people who are seeking to understand what their career is meant to be. So they're in their twenties, they're thinking about their lives and maybe it's discouraging to say, but I, to be able to say my ministry career began when I was 19 on the grass with a bunch of middle school kids but I did not make money doing this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It was 20 years before I actually vocationally could call myself a minister, counselor, you know, I do this for a living. Um, and it does not diminish the work that I did for that 20 years. The, that so work was so huge, so massive, both for me and for the people that I got to walk alongside. So ministry is so much more than, and being called to ministry is so much more than just you know, how you pay the bills. So, (laughs) okay. So I'm going to ask you, Eliza, a question to just your humanity. Right. We end every time with just a little moment, a little spotlight of our humanity. (laughs) Okay. So what is something I, I'm, I didn't give you any prompting for this. So this is, no, you did not. (laughs) (laughs) What is something that your friends think is funny about you? Something that your friends know about you that they kind of giggle about that you giggle with them about (laughs) something. Oh goodness. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm going to tell you what's coming to my mind and it's not so much my friends as it is my family, which they're my friends. So, um, and it's, it's maybe not 
characteristic as far as this always happens to me, because when I tell you the story, you're going to be like, yeah, that that's rare. But, (laughs) um, but it's the type of thing that happens to me a lot. So if you know anything about me, or if you see me on social media, you know, like I love to be outdoors. Like that's just where I really feel like that's where I get a lot of rest, a lot of peace and exercise and whatnot. But one of the things that I, I can be pretty amazed by creation, but almost to the point where it can, it, I guess it's kind of entertaining for other people (laughs) because (laughs) so here's a case in point. We just um, recently went on vacation and our son and his wife joined us for an overnight at one of the time, at one of the places we were uh, camping and it was up on the coast of Maine in Acadia. And we had this great campsite all to ourselves. It was really great. Um, and so we were fishing sort of, I mean, I don't fish, but I had a fishing pole <laughs> so for whatever that's worth. And there was, um, there were these, these crabs, like good sized crabs in the water. And my son and I were just looking at them and, and he was kind of messing with the crab and the crab was kind of messing with him. And there was like this playfulness going on between the two of them. And I had this fishing pole with a little like pretend worm on it. And I dropped it in the water and that crab like grabbed it, but not, not in a way to like, like he wasn't hooked by it. He just grabbed it. And then we'd pull him up to the surface and then he would drop off as soon as he got to the surface no joke. We did that for like 15 minutes and I laughed so hard and had such a good time with that. And honestly, I think my family was more amused by me. And I think that's probably one of the things that at least they know. And definitely friends who have gone on hikes with me know that like, I can be so captivated by creation. I laughed so hard. I enjoyed literally playing with that crab for, like I said, until he got tired of it and the tide got a little bit higher. Um, So yeah, that's something about me. I'm pretty, pretty impressed with creation to the way that it just really like, it sometimes just makes me just crack up at some of the things or just like floored in amazement. Um, I could tell you more stories about little things that amaze me about God's creation, but that's pretty typical about me. So yeah. That's, awesome. that's, awesome. <laughs> that's a good quirk to have. Yes. Amazement about creation is a good one, man. <clears throat> don't ask me. Cause I'll say, probably have to tell you something that I would be embarrassed about <laughs> in terms of what's quirky about me. That was I'm a good sure one. There'll be, there will be times that that will be shared as well. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. We will be back again. And we are so excited to continue this conversation with each other and with you uh, uh, related to counseling, mental health from a Christian worldview. And we will see you next time.